0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Greencast. My name is Paul Byrne, and I'm a group client partner here at Greenline Digital. And today we're continuing our series of digital marketing and e commerce lab podcasts. So previously, to those who have listened to us before, you would have heard uh, a lot of internal agency experts come on come on to this show and talk about digital marketing and certain channels, etc. So today we thought we'd flip it and do something a little bit different. I'm joined this afternoon by Tom Gasmin from Furniture Village. Tom, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very good, yeah. Welcome to Greencast. It's lovely to be here. Great to have you, Tom. So Tom is a uh, technical project manager at Furniture Village, and we thought we'd get Tom in today to talk a little bit about the digital transformation journey that Furniture Village has been going on for the last year, year and a half, Tom? Mm -hmm. Um, So Tom, I guess for the benefit of the listeners, maybe just give an introduction to who you are, what you do, what your day-to-day looks like, and then we can talk a bit more about Furniture Village.
1: Yep, so I've been at uh, Furniture Village for about three and a half years, uh, and my uh, role there is to look after the ongoing development of the website. Uh, on top of that, we look after kind of ongoing change management as well around testing and how we can improve the user experience on the website as well. Sounds like a really interesting and varied role.
0: So, talk to us a little bit about kind of the digital transformation kind of journey that the business is going on, what that's involved, the last been taking, and kind of maybe some of the challenges and opportunities that you face on on that
1: road. Yeah, so we started a journey maybe uh, about 24 months ago. Uh, looking at replacing our commerce platform and our uh, ERP system at the same time. And these kind of went on two different journeys. Uh, The commerce platform was delivered much sooner, uh, as the ERP one is kind of ongoing at the moment. But that process undertook kind of researching who we would go with. Uh, In the end, we went with Salesforce Commerce Cloud. uh, And for the best part of the last 18 months, we've been implementing that, rolling it out and running with it. So
0: Salesforce Commerce Cloud is 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 the new demand where yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah, I guess for our listeners, other platforms are available, but for the sake of you know those who joined us today, do you want to talk about why you chose
1: that platform? What what, what about it was the was the, was the reason for um, going with that? Yeah. So we um, compared it against uh, other platforms that were out there. Uh, some of them were a bit too big for for our size of business. Uh, we have quite a small internal team and rely on our partners to help deliver. Our development uh, and our uh, testing. Salesforce was the right fit for us. It was the right size. It was the right scale. Um, some were a bit too big for us. Some were too small for us. And this felt just right. So, I guess in a, in a maybe
0: a more traditional um, family-run business like Furniture Village, change management, particularly, and also kind of digital transformation, is quite difficult. What challenges have you faced on, on in, in that situation?
1: Yeah. So uh, when I first joined Furniture Village, we were in the process of bringing more and more. Um, Digital expertise in-house. Uh, we we brought in um, our creative and our campaign management. Um, we brought myself in to look after the technical development. Uh, and furthermore, we brought in social and, and other bits like that in-house. When you go through any sort of digital transformation and replacing of platforms and systems, uh, one of the key things is you want to try and hold on to as many people as possible. Rolling out new processes and systems is scary for people that have been in a business for a long for a long time and. Uh, At Furniture Village, we have a lot of people that have been there for 10, 15, 20 years uh, who will be used to doing things in a certain way. So one of the challenges we're looking to do is keep as many people as possible but acknowledging that we may lose some along the way. Uh, Fortunately, when we did the commerce platform, we were able to keep everyone but maybe in part because we had a smaller team that was possible.
0: Right. And what kind of processes do you kind of roll out or or approaches do you take to actually keep those people happy and and, and learning and, and, and
1: still within the business? It's difficult. Um, training and and communication is is a key part to that. Um, when we did the the rollout of the new platform, we were we made sure that people were involved throughout our our discovery uh, sessions that we ran with our partners were were in depth and brought in different people, different knowledge from from different parts of the business, so everyone was involved. Furthermore, when we launched, we had training sessions, so everybody was brought on the journey to understand how their roles might change, um, but also how to implement new systems. So obviously
0: you've had a few challenges internally as you kind of embark on this digital transformation journey, but there's a lot happening externally, I guess, in the wider market and in the furniture market in the UK. You have people like Wayfair coming over from the US, IKEA being being very present and aggressive, I guess, in the market as well, but we also have this wonderful thing of Brexit happening, or what we're going through at the moment. How has that affected um, for Angel
1: business and, and I guess the market as a whole. It was actually announced just a few days after we launched the the new platform. I remember um, <laughs> Which uh, at the time when you're trying to work out whether the decisions you've made are the best ones, the best informed ones and you're um, looking at your statistics, you're comparing your data and you've got this such a big outside influence having an impact on on things. Um, we'd launched a fantastic product and something we were proud of but we had to make some quick swift changes to account for that. People's mood and people's interest to buy big ticket items suddenly sort of changed and we're seeing that impact in the market of having to, to reduce prices, to, to make things more attractive to, um, for people to spend and unfortunately that's the kind of nature of what we're having to deal with at the moment. It is challenging. In some instances we have bucked the trend against some retail statistics but it. it you know it's going to be challenging for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I remember one of your senior colleagues
0: telling me once how things like elections and kind of bigger, broader, um, I guess, public or environmental issues can actually um, really affect kind of people's decisions to, to buy and when to buy or when not to buy as the
1: case. Probably. Yeah, historically when um, there has been an election, people do tend to hold on to their money before to see, you know, to see what the result's going to be. And, um, you know, when you're trying to, to reach your budgets to, to deliver your it will turn over, and it's not really much you can do if people want to hold on to their money so i i, I guess brexit' is one thing, but competition is getting
0: a lot more aggressive, I think and fierce. what has the likes of Wayfair or IKEA you know done to the market over the last while
1: yeah um well they have they have the budget um, you know IKEA has just rolled out a new augmented reality app where you can place your furniture uh, their furniture in a room, we have to be smart to compete against those. One of our ways of doing that is probably through our internal testing. Uh, We run an iterative process of of testing, and that's delivered some really strong results for us. Um, We can be smart about where we put our money and where, and we can expect to improve the deliveries of that. We have quite complex checkout processes, uh, different payment methods, so how can we make those journeys smoother for our customers? It's not necessarily all about the kind of big flashy toy that can deliver that, but if we can make small changes that can deliver big differences... Um, then that's good for us.
0: So with IKEA doing things like augmented reality and, and you guys having to use your budgets in different ways, are there any other additional technical plans or thoughts that you know kind of are, are across your strategy for the next twelve months that we might t- might kind of share with the audience?
1: Yeah. So um, our ERP replacement is our biggest uh, technologically technological program we're doing at the moment. Uh, it's probably the biggest engineering project the business has undertaken in the best part of twenty years, and that is the main focus for the for the next you know twelve to eighteen months not only embedding that, uh, joining the commerce platform to that, rolling out new POS systems, uh, joining these three areas together is going to improve our customer, customer experience and that's what we're aiming for. So thank you, Tom. This
0: has been really interesting and really um, informative, I think, you know, chat about kind of the challenges businesses face as they embark on digital transformation. Thank you all for, for listening. To find out more, please visit uh, greenlightcommerce.com and we'll have a blog up there in the coming weeks. As always, thank you all for listening and until next time. Bye.